0: Hello, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization, using none other than a combination of old-school wisdom and new breed tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, I'm going to be your host, and today we're talking about Imagination. So when I personally think about the attributes that make a successful person and someone who lives the life they want or desire, for me, it always comes back to how well someone can use their mind. Because our world, our society, is an information-based society. So that means it really depends on how well you can think and be creative. And creativity is really the ability to reformulate things that exist currently in our world into new, new patterns and new and existing patterns. So, if you think about it, Steve Jobs, he didn't invent the cell phone. He improved on it. Henry Ford didn't invent the car. He improved on it. General Electric didn't invent the refrigerator. They improved on it. All these things were made by things that came before. All these things were born out of some form of creativity. And these things came from the human imagination. Now for me, when it comes to the word and the concept of quote-unquote imagination, I personally think of it a bit differently than most people do. Partially due to the influence that the author Neville Goddard has had on my thinkings about the subject. And I've talked about Neville before in his writings, and they personally made a huge impact on me. So I want to turn to one of his works real fast, and it goes by the name of Awakened Imagination, which was published in 1954, so quite a bit ago. Um, So in it, he goes... Certain words in the course of long use gather so many strange connotations that they almost cease to mean anything at all. Such a word is imagination. The word is made to serve all manner of ideas, some of them directly opposed to one another. Fancy, thought, hallucination, suspicion, indeed it is so wide its use and so varied its meanings the word imagination has no status or fixed significance. For example, we ask a man to quote, unquote, use his imagination, meaning that his present outlook is too restricted and therefore not equal to the task. In the next breath, we tell him that his ideas are pure imagination, thereby implying that his ideas are unsound. We speak of a jealous or suspicious person as a victim of his own imagination meaning that his thoughts are untrue. A minute later, we pay a man the highest tribute by describing him as a man of imagination. Thus, the word imagination has no definite meaning. Even the dictionary gives us no help. And he goes on to read from the dictionary definition. I don't know which dictionary he got it from, but he says, the dictionary defines imagination as... One, the picturing power or act of the mind, the constructive or creative principle. Two, a phantasm. Three, an irrational notion or belief. Four, planning, plotting, or scheming as involving mental construction. Then he finishes up uh, from this selection. There's only one thing in the world, imagination, and all of our deformations of it. Imagination is the very... Gateway of reality. Now, in Neville's version of reality, there's a whole metaphysical explanation, and he explains why this is in depth about what imagination is. And I don't really care to get into it here. Check out his work if you're so inclined, which I recommend. But if you think about it in the scope of this discussion, your vision, your imagination, will put a hard ceiling on what you can accomplish in your life, right? Think about it. If you think small, if you have a small image of yourself, a small self-image, a small self-ideal, it's going to decrease the scope and magnitude of what you can dream of and accomplish. Think of a person who spends all their life in a small town. They've never left that small town, and all they know is that small town. That's their entire conception of the world. They don't know of anything outside of it. So they're obviously naturally going to think in terms of that box, of that small town. And that's not always the case, definitely not always the case. But um, many times it is. So when that person leaves that small town their worldview expands, they're like, wow, there's much more out there than I thought there was. So their mental conception, their imagination increases because they're exposed to more. And I'll get further into why this isn't always the case. You can be born in a small town or some type of closed circumstances, but still think bigger than that. But for right now, Um, Think of it like that person being born in that place and that's pretty much their entire conception of the world. So, if you have small goals and you have small visions, you know, that may be fine, but if you're someone who's into personal development, I'm pretty sure you want to see what you're capable of, right? You're pushing towards self-actualization. That's pretty much the whole premise of Unsolvable Rise for people who are trying to go towards that peak of Maslow's hypothetical pyramid. Because after all, many people aren't doing that, right? I'd say most people aren't doing that. Most people in first world countries, uh, third world countries I'd say are a different story because most people there are just trying to survive. But most people in first world countries who have access to so much opportunity so much resources, all this stuff that people in developing countries and third-world environments just don't have. They're just trying to seek pleasure. They're trying to seek pleasure in every corner they can get it. And how does this relate to imagination and being creative? Well, when you make your life all about seeking pleasure and comfort and enjoyment, it doesn't create the right environment for growth. It puts a massive limitation on your thinking and what you can conceive of as possible. Because growth is painful. Growth involves struggle, strain, sacrifice, which is the opposite of comfort and pleasure. Think about, since we're on the subject of countries right now, think about people who are leaving an environment like, let's say, Soviet Russia back in the day, or a third world environment or some place where there just isn't a lot of opportunity to come to a place like America or some place in Europe, some other place in Europe where there is more opportunity. That move, leaving behind everything they knew to go to some place like America where they may not even speak the language, that growth is painful. There's a sacrifice there. You're leaving behind all you knew. You're leaving behind your parents, maybe, your friends, some of your family To go to this land you most likely have never been to. You just heard about it. You may have read about it. But you've never been to somewhere like New York City or Los Angeles or Dallas or wherever. You know. You're just going there because you heard that it's better than where you are right now. So, you're using your imagination to attain something greater, you have the vision in your mind that the place that I'm going towards is better than where I am right now, and you're giving up comfort and pleasure of where you're used to, to go towards that. And if you look into the background of every single person, every single person, I'd say, pretty much, who came up with some type of revolutionary breakthrough. I will pretty much guarantee that you'll find lots of people around them, their closest friends even, and family, calling them stupid, calling them crazy, calling them delusional, calling them all sorts of things, all because they see the invisible. They see with their imagination. They see the vision. They see things that other people just can't see. And Just think, what would our world be like if all these people just listened to all these other people said, you can't do that. You can't go there. You can't try this. Because, I mean, think about it. Many people let other people do their thinking for them. They let other people set their limits for them. They let their friends do their thinking for them. They let their parents do their thinking for them. They let religious books do their thinking for them. And I mean, you've got to realize, this is your life. You're the only one who can live it. You can't let, you know, friends tell you how to go about life, what you should do in life. You can't let your parents tell you that. They can advise you. You can't even read religious books, you know, tell you what to do with your life. I mean, there's the notion of free will. You've got to decide. And you've got to decide how to live your life. And... When someone says, don't do that, or you shouldn't do that, ask yourself, does this person have my best interest in mind, or is this person just projecting their inner imagination onto me? It's a form of auto-suggestion, in a sense. And for me personally, I remember when I was younger, probably 19, 20, and I just left college, probably so up to when I just left college, so probably about like 21, 22, even up to the age of 23. I'd say I let other people do my thinking for me in crucial areas, especially people who were older. And I just assume that, hey, this person is X years old, and they've been out there for so long. They've been in the workforce. They've, you know, they've owned a house. They've paid bills. They've done the adult life. And I'm just a newcomer to this thing. I'm starting on my own. So i got to listen to these people who have been 10 years, 15, 20 years in the game. you know. And I remember, um, yeah, they've been out there for so long, they probably know what's what. And, you know, a lot of people do. A lot of people who have been out there for 10, 15, 20 years, they do know what's what, so to speak. And I think a lot of people have this sort of navete when they're young, But for me, it's funny because I never really used to think this way until I was like 19. So I don't really know what happened. Um, I think I just sort of lost that internal sense of confidence, that inner light, because I had a lot of things happening to me at the time and a lot of things going on and just a general sense of unease about life. And I was just looking for something to give me answers. And I just believe that other people had more insight than I did. So I just took their word for things. And later I came to find out that wasn't the case at all, where people quote-unquote knew what's what, because I found out, and most people find out at some point, that many people are just bullshitters who, again, are seeking comfort rather than growth. So their advice is going to be oriented towards someone seeking comfort, which again means they will be thinking much smaller than someone seeking expansion. So... That's where you run into thinking of, like, an employee mindset versus an entrepreneur mindset. You can have an entrepreneur mindset as an employee, um, which means that you have a mindset of expansion. An entrepreneur, uh, someone who owns a business, is always trying to chase growth, tries always trying to expand, whereas an employee is just coming in to cash in for a paycheck. So. You have the employee mindset saying, oh, don't start a business or don't start a venture because it's risky, but the entrepreneur mindset is like, it is risky, sure, but there are things I can do to mitigate that risk. I don't have to go cash in my chips all in at once. I don't have to spend $10,000 on a business idea. I can spend maybe $1,000, maybe even $100, and see if it works and see if something works then before I bet the entire farm on this crazy, quote-unquote crazy idea. So an employee mindset, again, is going to be chasing comfort, going to just be coming in to cash in, just clock in, do their time, twiddle thumb, instead of saying, what's next for me? What's next? What's the next avenue of growth? That's the entrepreneur mindset. And that's the Imagination, you're using your imagination. Someone who's building something, someone who is creating something, they have to have imagination or else they're not going to make it. So, a lot of people just don't have imagination. And a lot of people, when they were younger, they had it, but then they lost it because, again, as Neville said, there's a whole bunch of ideas of imagination, a whole bunch of definitions of imagination. And a lot of it is Derogatory. So a lot of people think that having a big imagination is a bad thing. So they don't just cultivate it. They just lose it. So um, I'd say the upside of getting older in terms of this stuff, this whole thing I'm talking about, is that if you're someone who is purposely taking steps to improve yourself, like, I mean, not just saying that, you're going to, oh, I'm going to do the New Year's Revolution and go to the gym, and I'm going to start reading books, but then you don't really stick with it. You don't make it a lifestyle thing. I'm talking about when you make these things a part of your lifestyle, and you make continuous growth a part of your lifestyle, and that just becomes part of your personality in a sense. Then, at a certain point in your life, you have a greater sense of self. And it's less defined by other people and their limitations, their limited imagination. And I think that's great. I think that's fantastic. I think that's something everybody should strive towards. And to close off, I just want to say, when it comes to creating your life, some of you just aren't thinking big enough. And I've received so many emails by people who have pretty much given up on themselves and have a limited conception of their future. And this could be for a number of reasons. Your parents and your family could be putting you down. Your friends might be toxic. Your general social environment is just full of people who have a limited world view. And full of people who are just shitting on you. And all this terrible stuff. And if that's the case, then you need to A. You need to A. Get away from these people as fast as you can. As far as you can. Or And or, B, you need to have something higher and greater that you strive towards. Think about lots of people who grew up in tough environments. So many people grew up in these environments, but they did not let their environment keep them down. They had an unstoppable inner force, an unstoppable intangible inner force that resisted the shackles of poverty, of abuse, of violence, of all these things to become somebody that they're proud of and that society claps their hands and say, Oh, it must be so nice. You must be so lucky to be a millionaire or to have a company or just have these accolades that people praise you for. But these people who transcended their environment, they didn't serve the environment. They didn't serve the people around them. They served the vision and the vision set them free. And I remember in the last episode, I was talking about doing things for other people. This is an example of that. You're not doing whatever it is for another person. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the vision. You're in service of the vision, right? You're not just going to the gym, or you're not just working on a business, or you're not just doing all these self-improvement things, or you're not traveling, or you're not um, taking grad, going to grad school, or doing all this stuff for other people, if it's for the right reason, you're doing it for the vision, you're doing it for something higher, and you're serving the vision, that thing compels you to go forward. And the people who did rise up in these tough environments, a rose arose that grew from concrete, They serve the vision, and the vision set them free, like I said. So they transcend their environment, and they're greater than their environment. So if you find yourself in that situation, know that you can transcend it. You just have to have faith in a greater vision. And this is why people turn towards religion, or turn towards the idea of God, or some higher power, because it's something that transcends the Mundane day to day, and that gives you strength in a sense—not in a sense, but it gives you strength. Period. If you believe in something higher or higher power, and you just need to have faith in that greater vision, in a higher power, if that's what you choose. So, again, you can you can transcend your situation. Just have faith, and. Use your imagination again. And that's all I have for this one. I hope you enjoyed my little riff on using your imagination. Sort of abstract. But I hope you were able to get some pearl of insight from it. And I hope that if you so choose to check out Neville's work, I think he has some interesting things to say. So until next time, take care. And of course use your imagination Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. Go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit. It doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around, right? And if you're listening in on iTunes, go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating. This will definitely help the show grow and I truly appreciate your feedback so until next time stay good take care of yourself take care of other people and peace